Vamos. Slap it, slap it, twist it, bump it. Twinkles. Oh yeah. Hello. Welcome back to Rumble Lips. I'm Ran Barnaclo. And dude, <laughs> I just watched uh, the Netflix movie Homefront with Jason Statham and I was driven to do a podcast. This is the Homefront movie review <laughs> episode of Rumble Lips. Dog, I'm done. I'm done. With Jason Statham. <laughs> I was never really in it with him, but now I'm really fucking done, okay? I turned it on. I was like, my good friend Lee Kimbrell, he told me, uh, oh, a couple new developments in uh, the Rumble Lips podcast world, and I'll tell you after the movie review, but some very exciting things are happening. Um, I was talking to Lee Kimbrell, very funny comic, one of my good friends, and he, uh, he's like, dude, I watched Homefront with Jason Statham. It's a, it's a fun watch. And let me tell you something. It ain't. I was angry the whole time. Okay, first of all, I'm done with these types of action movies. It's got to be over. It has to be done. It, it has to stop. Because seriously, dude, if you show me another fucking movie about a guy who used to be like a federal agent and his and he's a widower and he moves to the country with his kid and now the guys that he set up are coming to get him i'm fucking out i'm out i don't give a shit about these kind i've seen this movie you've seen this movie we've all seen this movie 100 times it dude it's so fucking stupid first of all the movie starts now i watched this movie uh, I watched Homefront. I'm not going to keep saying this movie. I watched Homefront. Um, I watched m the majority of the movie while I was looking up uh, men's Carhartt jacket looks. Okay? So <laughs> I watched most of the movie while also searching uh, different Carhartt jackets. And, um, okay, first of all, he's in New York, I think. And he's in a biker gang in New York. It's like, okay, come on. And it's it's supposed to be like in the in like the probably like 2010 or something. So there is a Hell's Angel esque biker gang in New York City in 2000, the year of our Lord 10. All right. This is the suspension of disbelief we're talking about here. A Hell's Angels type, black vests. Jason Statham has a uh, long hair wig. 
Um, he's in a biker gang. Some shit goes south. Uh-oh. He helps out the the cops, and they're like, stop. He's undercover. And then the main bad guy gets away with his son. They get they crash the car, and the son gets shot like 45 times. And when they arrest the, the dad, he's screaming at Jason Statham, basically, I'm going to get you for this. It's like, dude, what? And then it says home front, and then Jason Statham is in Louisiana. Guess what? His wife's dead. And guess what? He's got a daughter. And guess what happens? He gets into a snafu with the hillbillies in Louisiana or wherever. It's like a southern. I mean, James Franco's in it, and his name is Gator Bodine. And it's like, guy, what are you doing in this movie? Aren't you like a fucking one of those actors that are artists? You know what I mean? Franco's just in the movie. Must He must have been so bored or something. Or they must have just paid him $1 billion. Because, dude, what? I mean, for real. Statham gets into a snafu about something. And then, I, dude, not, I was out. After I saw Jason Statham wearing a black leather vest that said The Outsiders on the back. And that's the name of the biker gang he was in. And a skull chain wallet. And he rips away on a Harley to go get his former boss. And... The I was just like, dude, this movie sucks, right? So Statham, by the way, was in a New York biker gang undercover um, the entire time. Jason Statham in a New York biker gang undercover officer talks like this. Talks like Jason Statham. That's how he talked. How fucking good was this guy at pretending to be in a biker gang that he could just get away speaking the Queens? You know what I mean? He's just in a biker gang. He's like, hello, mate. Oh, I love my Harley Davidson. It's like, what What are we doing here? So anyway, that throws you out. Then he's in Louisiana and he's like, hello, sheriff. And you're like, dude, it's just Jason Statham. This is the worst part of this movie. Okay. He swaps out the long hair wig years later with his daughter. The guy's a widower. Guess what else happens? The daughter immediately gets in trouble in school for doing karate on a kid. So, you know, she's Jason Statham's daughter, Jason Statham, Jason, Jason, Jason Statham, Jason Statham. Whoa. So, you know, he, she's his daughter because uh, she beat the shit out of some bully and she gets in trouble in school and Jason Statham goes in there and he's all like, hello. And they're all like, oh, and all the hillbilly ladies in this town, like want to bang him. He drives around. This is the thing I cannot stand in this movie. I couldn't stop looking at it. He was wearing a the back of it is white and mesh and the front of it is just plain navy blue hat. He's wearing a white and blue hat. His job is that he does construction in this little town. So he goes from being a cop, busting biker gangs, to just trying to live a normal life with the good old boys. And he works with this black guy. They're friends. Um, of course, the black guy hates living there because all the hillbillies are horrible to him. It's like a point in the movie that you just don't even need to make. And it's, it's like 
Statham's like cool with this guy. I thought they were gonna break out and like the the guy with him was gonna teach him how to fucking like dance or something. It was like the that weird relationship that movies don't understand that white people and black people in real life do not have these kinds of relationships. You know what I mean? Like I have a ton of black friends and I'm never like, hey guys, how do you doggy? You know what I mean? Like that would be they would be like, what the fuck? That's that's more racist than saying something so horrible. So they do that in the movie. And it's like, it's like, I'm already, I'm so checked out. Statham's wearing this hat. The reason why I bring this hat up, he's wearing this fucking hat and he's like, it's, you can tell he wears it all the time for the movie's sake, but it is brand new. Okay. It has no brand on it, which bothers me. It's like, Hey, call Dickies up and say, we're going to have Jason Statham wear a Dickies hat for this. I mean, do something Somebody in props rub some dirt on it. It's so wild. He's he's like helping this guy rip out a house. Dude, I am on fire right now. He's like helping this guy like rip out a step at a house on a porch. And he's just wearing the cleanest hat ever. He's taking his hat off. He's wiping his brow. He's doing the Lord's work, you know. And then he is just he's just wearing the cleanest hat known to man, right? I missed a bunch of parts because I was looking at Carhartt King Baby jackets. I want the King Baby chore coat really bad. Um, so, so I was looking at King Baby Carhartt jackets, and I, I, I'm staring at those. But something happens where he ends up at a uh, – some guy comes up to him, and he's like, hey, I, you fucking piece of shit or whatever. And Statham just um, – oh, that's right. The kid that the daughter, that Statham's daughter beat up, the bully, his dad shows up and he's like, your daughter's an animal or whatever. I I forget. He's like, you need to apologize to me. And in front of the sheriff of the town, the guy tries to fight Jason Statham. And in front of the sheriff and God and everyone, Jason Statham like basically does like some wild kung fu shit to this guy and like fucks him up like if this actually happened you would be so fucked up you would be in the hospital for seven weeks but this guy just like gets up and like the dude's wife takes him away he's like i'll get you for this or whatever right so another i'll get you for this that guy goes and he knows james franco he knows gator bodine and he tells gator bodine we got a real problem with this guy Cause I guess the dude's wife that got beat up is calling him a pussy and shit. And the dude is like not having that real toxic mask shit, you know? So he, so he, uh, needs Gator Bodine, uh, James Franco to like put the fear of God up in Statham. And, um, I mean, just as a side, if, uh, my kid, which I'll never have a child, but if my kid got Kung Fu kicked, by a a little girl at school um i would address my son and ask him why he feels like he should he feels like a man for bullying a girl at school and i would really dress him down for being a bad kid but instead this guy's like you know what the dude that did some inhuman wild karate shit to me let me call my brother-in-law and get him to get a bunch of hillbillies to beat up this guy who's done some shit i've never seen in real life on me so that's what happens and a couple guys meet statham at a gas station pull up behind him try to rough him up and jason statham puts a fucking 45 year old man's head through a car window and then proceeds to punch him seven times without the man defending himself. And the guy is just like, 
<laughs> and Statham's like, who sent you? And the guy's like, nobody. It's like, man, this dude would be talking through a fucking straw. So either Jason Statham punches so weakly that he had a, he had a 45-year-old man in the face, undefended, seven times, full arm cocked back, man in prone position, and the guy could still talk. I mean, what? By the way, hat check? Not a speck of dirt on it. And he was rolling around at that gas station parking lot. I've been in gas station parking lots. Let me tell you something. If you're rolling around in a gas station parking lot, you're not getting up and just knocking a little dust off yourself. That fucking gas station parking lot is washed nightly with sneezes and fucking dog piss and tears and people, I mean, oil, gas, spit, I, dude, it's not a place you want to fucking roll around at a gas station. But Statham's hat, the white on the back, clean, brother and sisters. So anyway, Statham picks his kid up from school. He's got some scratches on his knuckles. And I just got to say, I'm fucking done with action heroes having children. They use it as a plot device. Look, my kid's super smart. He'll never be like me, he or she. They don't, they, they, my kid doesn't know what I'm up to. They don't know I'm a badass. And guess what happens later in the movie? She, she gonna find out how her daddy's a badass. It's like, dude, fuck off. I hate that trope. Get kids out of the movies. Get them out. No more kids in movies. I'm just, it's like, oh, do you guys want to venture a guess? And let's let's go with a poll here and just yell it out loud because I know what your answer will be. Within this movie where people are trying to kill Jason Statham, do you think, A, they leave his daughter alone and they never even bring her into the conversation? Or do you think, B, they kidnap her? Okay, just yell out right now, A or B. One, two, three. Yeah, it's B. Of course it is. They <laughs> never don't. So Statham picks his daughter up. She's like, what happened to your knuckles? And he's like, me and, uh, me and my friend were ripping out a rusty fence out by the border. And, you know, we won. And it's supposed to be a moment where you laugh. But I was like, what the fuck? Carhartt King baby jackets are $119. It's not that bad. So... The sheriff pulls him over and he's like, hey, dude, I told you there was like a fight over there. And Statham's like, yeah, was there? And and the guy's like, yeah, that's right. And hey, are you ex-military or ex-da-da-da or ex-law enforcement or are you this or that? And Statham goes, uh, let's just say you don't need to know. Right. And the sheriff goes, OK, cool. See ya. It's like, huh? That wouldn't even work, dude. That wouldn't even work in fucking, like, a town around here in North College Hill. If a guy just beat the shit out of a bunch of hillbillies in the parking lot and a cop was like, hey, are you ex-military? And the dude was like, you don't need to know. That man would not then just get in his truck and drive away. They'd be like, dude, come with us. Come with us right now. But nope, it's all good. I had two coffees today. I am I am literally screaming. So anyway, Statham, does anybody care? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so anyway, Statham, I just fucking hated this movie, and it pissed me off so bad, I was like, I'm just going to put up a Rumble movie review right now. So anyway, damn Statham, he uh, goes back to his house, and I was like, uh, I was, I was, once again, I was like, Carhartt King Baby, 
uh, they're like cream colored and they got maroon. They all have maroon collars. And they, I mean, they just look old school. They got like a gold Carhartt C on the, on the pocket and it's like actually metal. I do. They're so sick. And by the time I looked up, a bunch of people were trying to break into Jason Statham's house. Um, what happened was James Franco said a bunch of stuff that I literally didn't hear. Uh, forgot he was in the movie. Uh, the sheriff said a bunch of stuff. And then a whole army of hillbillies descended on Jason Statham's house. Statham told his daughter, hey, we're going to pull you out of school. And she looked at him and said, why? It's like, listen, the guy is turning off all the... She was like, she's like probably 11 years old. You're not going to look at your daughter when she obviously like misses her mother and you're the only person raising her. You're never going to tell her anything about your life. You're not going to say, yeah, your dad was in the military. You know, I, 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 you know, that's why we don't live in New York anymore. A lot of bad people. They don't really like me. I'm, you know. Because I worked for the other side. I worked for the good guys. You know, however you frame it. But instead, this chick is in the fucking dark. So Statham's like, hey, yeah, we're going to. She's like, why are you pulling me out of school? And Statham takes her down the basement. Meanwhile, these hillbilly dudes are descending on the house. Statham's like, go downstairs. Go under the house. Through the basement. Call 911 on this phone. Which was the only logical thing. I was like, hey, guy, why don't you call 911 right now? Take your daughter out of the equation. Tell her to go hide. And then call 911. But instead, he's like, hey, you call 911 right now. And tell them where you are. Tell them who you are. And have them come here. And she goes, okay, dad. And then she goes in the basement. And she doesn't call 911. Instead, she hides underneath the house which is the porch has lattice on the bottom of it so she might as well just be hiding outside with the bad guys i mean boo there's she walked past a bunch of doors i'm like just hide in that fucking door call the cops she didn't she tries to call the cops and the lady from 911 picks up and goes 911 what's your emergency and the bad guy is standing right there it's like and then she hangs up so it's like they didn't send the cops then because there's about to be a 15 minute fight scene Statham's ass is, I mean, for being this trained military guy, he literally doesn't do any of the cool military man stuff like that you would think, right? He he literally does all of the wrong shit and he gets away with it because some, it's a movie. It is a movie. That's why he gets away with it. He, first of all, Stath dog pulls out a gun uh, a cool gun like case from underneath his bed which like it's like his daughter's like ever walked upstairs into his room would be like what's in that case and he'd have to be like ah my guitar and she'd be like play it for me and then he'd shoot a hole in his house so he pulls out this gun case and he's got this cool fucking shotgun and a bunch of knives and and then he just pulls out the handgun there's like 13, 10 dudes coming, six guys coming up the thing. And he's like, yeah, a handgun will do. So then he, he starts turning off the lights in his house and he goes up to the window. Doesn't peer through the drapes. He stands in front of the window while the guys are running up his front lawn. They could just look up and be like, oh, shit, shoot that window. But instead they run towards the house or duck behind the one tree and Statham then goes downstairs 
Oh, that's when he tells his daughter, go get the shit. And then he runs all the way back upstairs to get the shotgun out of the same fucking case. It's like, what, dude? So then, of course, you know, the bad guys, the bad guys up by the door. He hear he like thinks he sees the daughter and he's like, hey. And instead of just being like, hey, um, Statham. Instead of having any sort of plan, like you would if you were like a military guy, Statham just shoots the dude with a shotgun in front of his daughter's eyes. So there's that. She screams. The other five guys aren't like, whoa, there's a kid screaming under there. They're like, get him. And so then he shoots everybody in the body and the head. Um, The little girl runs away. She's running from a guy. Statham. Statham chases the guy through the woods who's chasing his daughter. Um, The guy's gaining on his daughter pretty well. And when the daughter looks back, the man's head explodes because her father just shot him in the back of the head while he was running. So now this girl's seen her dad smoke a guy in the head with a shotgun and now smoke a guy in the head right in front of her eyes with a pistol. He's like, run. What's her name? Maddie. Run, Maddie. So Maddie takes off running, yelling help through the woods. Dude, and it's like if you've lived here, which they have. They've obviously established that they live in this home. You'd know where you're running to. And she's just running in the woods yelling help towards a boat dock where Winona Ryder, who's the bad guy? She's uh, uh, James Franco's girlfriend. That's right. I forget how she was even introduced, but she's allegedly James Franco's girlfriend in this movie. She's running towards Winona Ryder yell- yelling help. Like, it's like, you don't know that that boat isn't there. You've never seen this lady before. And Winona Ryder's like, hey, those guys want to kill you. And then Winona Ryder just puts her under the boat. Meanwhile, she puts her like under in a compartment and locks it. She steals Jason Statham's daughter. There it is. Who said B? Who yelled out B when I gave the poll question? A, do they leave her alone, or B, do they kidnap her? It was B. It was B all along. That's how she got kidnapped. Winona Ryder took her. Meanwhile, Statham starts fighting this guy. Uh, hat still so clean. Now they're rolling around in the woods. That hat is brand new. Statham is rolling around. Oh, by the way, I forgot. In the middle of this, for some reason, his buddy that he works with, the black guy that he works with, he shows up. Um, and I think this guy is a former child star, but I, I can't place, uh, what he, what he was in, but he's like, uh, like a bigger, he's like a bigger guy, a bigger fat guy. And, um, and, uh, Statham, he finds out that these guys are like coming there and this guy gets into a fight with a guy in the horse barn and nope, the horse doesn't kick anyone which i was so shocked i was like somebody's getting kicked by this horse but uh the black guy is fighting like a trained guy and gets the better of them they're fighting and then the trained guy gets on top of jason statham's friend and punches him undefended 11 times in the face and then The black guy, Jason Statham's friend, I wish I knew his name. I need to stop describing him as the black guy. I get it. But, I mean, I don't know this character's name. Uh, He gets up and stabs the guy with a, 
I mean, he gets up so fast. For being punched 12 times, I would have shit my pants and been in a coma. But this guy, this construction worker, he gets up and he stabs him with the horse pooper scooper thing, the pitchfork. He stabs the guy with the pitchfork, kills this trained killer, and then he runs over to to help Jason Statham. And he gets shot in the uh, standing by the truck when when the daughter goes running. That's what happens. He's like, hey, we got to get him. And then... Somebody shoots him, and then he falls dead in the truck. Or so you assume. Uh, let's do another poll. A, is Jason Statham's friend, is the black guy, is he dead from getting shot? Or B, is he very much alive and they try to do a, a comedy line in about 20 minutes? A or B, uh, yell it. One, two, three. Okay, we'll find out what happens. So now we're back to the daughter being in the boat. Winona Ryder takes off in the boat. Statham's running, yelling her name. Meanwhile, Statham... Before this, he's fighting a guy. That's why Winona Ryder can steal his kid. He's in the middle of fighting, like, the final guy in this thing. And Statham is doing all of these karate moves. Now, I know a lot of the listeners, a lot of the lipsters don't know about MMA. But uh, he has Jason Statham in what's called a head and, tr- head and head and arm triangle choke, which is when if you're choking somebody, you're on your back and you put your like right leg over your left leg, almost like you're sitting in a chair and you're crossing your legs, except for their head and arm is in between your legs and you're squeezing them. And so you really can't move. Well, Jason Statham was getting choked this way while his daughter was screaming for about 40 seconds. And um, it takes about six seconds to knock somebody out with that. But Statham, he's chilling that hat sparkling white clean statham then the way to get out of this is statham not only is not getting choked i'm assuming but he is has all of his strength and it's literally like he was just being held because statham then gets into a squat position picks the man up over his head and power bombs him into the dirt and then when the guy pulls out a knife jason statham makes the guy stab himself like 14 times and then he runs with his gun towards the boat and doesn't shoot Winona Ryder in the head as he, she drives away. So then Statham goes running up and all the cops are there because the little girl did call 911. All the cops are there and Statham just, you know, he had beef. I mean, I was looking at King Baby Carhartt, but Statham, uh, the sheriff rolls up that he had beef with and Statham just takes over his radio, tells all the cops what to do and then steals a cop car. But as he's jumping in the cop car, somebody rolls up and is honking the horn with their head. And guess what? It's Jason Statham's black friend. And guess what? He ain't dead. Who said B? Yes. He tries to say something funny. He goes fucking rednecks. And I stood up out of my chair And I gave it a standing ovation. I threw my water in the air. I said, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Do you think that happened? It didn't. What I did was I rolled my eyes and kept scrolling through my phone looking at it's a it's like not really maroon on the King Baby Carhartts. It's more of a rust color. It's they're so sick. So then I kind of look up and Winona Ryder takes the daughter, Jason Satham's daughter, to the um to James Franco's boathouse, which Franco freaks out about. Now, I forgot to mention this. 
Jason Statham got into a fight in the boathouse at some point. I did look up. He was refighting that same 45-year-old man who he punched seven times without the guy ever guarding his face. And uh, that guy was back, and he had some bruises. And then Jason Statham punched him another 11 times in the face. And that man is still alive and still can talk. Uh, actually, within this boat thing, this big boathouse fight, I forget how he got there. Once again, not looking. But Statham is in the middle of fighting these guys in the boathouse like 40 minutes earlier in the movie. And uh, at one point, he not only hit a guy in the head with a whole jar of screws, but then he picked up a car battery by the little car battery handle. He picked up the car battery by the handle and swung it with all of his might and hit a man in the face with it. Guess what that guy wasn't doing? Defending his face. So a man took a full swing from a car battery in the face and they literally never brought it up again in the movie. Nobody was like, hey, dog, we got to talk about uh, how you murdered a guy with a car battery. Oh, and that 45-year-old man, somehow he ended up in the water and Jason Statham kicked him from above him square in the face with a boot on and that man uh, i'm assuming didn't drown to death because he was never brought up again either so we got a man getting hit with a car battery this leads me to believe jason statham is so weak like he has no muscles he has the appearance of muscles but he if you're punching somebody this many times and you're and you're hitting them with car batteries and you're kicking old men in the face with a, a boot-clad foot, you you have no strength. What does he weigh? Fucking 80 pounds? He's not hurting these men. So back to back to later on in the movie. Jason Statham's best friend said fucking rednecks. Jason Statham takes off in a stolen cop car and no one stops him. And his daughter calls him on the radio, and nobody knows how. And she says, uh, I see two big fans. I see two big fans, and we're in a barn-type thing. And Jason Statham, go, Jason Statham, Jason Statham goes, I know where you are, because I just killed a guy with a car battery there. Be right there. So he cruises up, but Franco gets there way before. Um, now, the little girl does do something cool. When Winona Ryder tries to get her out of the boat, uh, the little girl found a, uh, the daughter found a little screwdriver in the bottom of the boat, and she stabs Winona Ryder in the hand. And I went, oh, that was pretty smart. Um, so Winona Ryder can't get her out. James Franco gets a gun and says, well, I can't believe you brought a witness here. See, I don't know what he does. I'm guessing it's bad. I think it was drugs. Um, now I got to kill her. So then Winona Ryder's like, you're not going to kill a kid here. Then Franco's sister pulls up. Who, whose kid is the one that the Statham daughter kicked in the face at the beginning of the movie. She pulls up. She's like, you're not going to kill a kid. They start arguing. Franco shoots his own sister in the stomach. Uh-oh, he's a bad guy. Shoots his own sister in the stomach and then takes off with the kid in the car, in his car. Meanwhile, as soon as he's taken off with the daughter, pretty convenient, Statham rolls up in the cop car and the whole place when Wynona, oh no, I forgot something. Before Franco shoots his sister in the stomach, <laughs> before Gator Bodine shoots his sister in the stomach, 
Winona Ryder flipped on the lights in the barn, the boat barn, and the whole place exploded while her, Jason Statham's daughter, uh, why they were all inside and they were fine. They didn't have a, like, seriously, they're like clean. I'm telling you, everybody's clothes are so clean in this movie. He, they were clean. Uh, because I guess, and once again, Carhartt King baby took me out of it, but I was, I was looking at, I was looking at that. And I think Statham sabotaged the place, uh, cause he didn't think his daughter would ever be there. So, um, the whole place blows up as Jason Statham's pulling up after Franco shot his sister. Okay. Franco's got Statham's daughter in the car. They're dry. They're ripping around. Of course, I don't know why anybody would do this move. Statham pulls up next to Franco's big truck, and it took a while, even though he was right next to him, because you had to see the explosion. It took a while for Jason Statham in a police car, which has that fast engine, that quick boy engine, to get up to James Franco's 1990s beater-fucking Ford Bronco, like the shit O.J. Simpson ran away in. It took him forever to catch them and when he finally caught him he was like you know what i should do i should get up right next to the bigger car in my smaller car and nothing's gonna happen bad right wrong james franco kept ramming him with the side thing because when you get up to a bigger car with your smaller car guess what happens you get rammed. It's in literally all of your movies, Jason Statham. You've learned nothing. So he gets wrecked a bunch of times, and you're like, what's going to happen? And they're heading towards a bridge. And for some reason, the sheriff knows they're heading towards the bridge, even though he's like 10 minutes behind them. He goes, tell the operator to open the bridge. So it's one of them swingy side-to-side bridges. Uh, it's not one of those uppy-downy bridge. And Franco, with Jason Statham's daughter in the car, goes, fuck it. And he makes it over the bridge, and Jason Statham hits the guardrail and does about 35 flips in the greatest. Now, do you, when I say greatest, do you think it's the opposite? CGI car crash scene I've ever seen. It would kill anyone who's ever been in a car. But it flips, and then Franco goes, this is a good time to stop. So he stops. And he does that cool bad guy slow walk with the gun up to the car. What do you think? A or B, guys? You think uh, the daughter jumps out of the car and says, don't kill my dad? Or B, do you think Franco, the daughter stays in the car and Franco walks over and um, at a normal pace and shoots Jason Statham in the head while he's knocked out? What do you think? A or B? Uh, one, two, three. Scream it out. Okay. Here's what happens. Franco walks over, he pulls the gun out, Jason Statham is knocked out, the car's on its top, all the cops pull up, for some reason there's a helicopter in this podunk town, the helicopter rolls up, now we got the cool spotlight shot, Franco walks up, cocks the gun, looks back towards the car, and then he looks at Jason Statham and shoots him in the head. Shoots him dead. No, I'm just kidding. It was it was uh it was a the daughter jumps out of the car and says, What are you doing? Don't hurt him. And Franco turns around and the cops go, Don't shoot. There's a kid on the bridge. Now I didn't like this line because don't shoot, there's a kid on the bridge. He, James Franco 
is 90 feet away from the child who just got out of the car. There is a clear and wide open shots from car to car. The the sheriff is holding a sniper rifle. He is hundreds of yards away. Franco in no way is thinking that they're going to shoot him. You could have just shot James Franco, but white privilege so what happens is franco's walking up he sees statham he points the gun the little girl yells again franco looks back every time some cold-blooded killer i mean the guy just shot his sister but he's not just going to go over there and dump a clip into statham's skull so the girl's yelling the guy's like don't shoot there's a kid on the bridge not even close to him could have shot him one million times at this point helicopter light on franco looks down the girl yells don't don't hurt him. He's my dad. And when Franco looks back without a noise and in literally a f- a half a second, Jason Statham is standing in front of James Franco and he, he is throwing a haymaker punch, which guess what? Lands. There's not a big fight. Statham just beats the shit out of Franco, throws him on the ground, punches him without Franco defending himself about 15 times. And Jason Statham says, you smell that wood burning? You get it? Like, hey, I sabotaged your boat business. Uh, I think he was selling drugs. I seem to remember Franco got a call, and they were, like, cooking drugs. Um, And Franco's laying there, and then Jason Statham holds the gun to Franco's head. Uh, The helicopter lights on them both. And let's go with our final poll here. Uh, Actually, it might not be our final poll, but let's go with one more, another poll. A, Jason Statham cocks the hammer back, puts the gun in Franco's mouth, and blows his brains out, even though these guys have only met twice. They're not mortal enemies. Or B, Jason Statham cocks the gun, puts it up to Franco's head, looks at his daughter's eyes, and realizes he doesn't need to do this in front of her, even though he's already shot two men in front of his daughter. What would another one be? You're still a killer in your daughter's eyes. So let's go. A, he shoots James Franco. Or B, he looks in his daughter's eyes and doesn't kill James Franco because he realizes he can't kill someone in front of his daughter even though he already has twice. A or B, let's go uh, one, two, three. It's B. He looks at his daughter and then he, he can't do it. And he, he says to James Franco, she just saved your life. Now, what? You just murdered two men in front of her. She, she didn't, her eyes didn't matter when those other guys were running around. It didn't matter. I mean, James Franco, he didn't just chase her. He kidnapped her, but nah, you chase my daughter in the woods. I'll shoot you in the back of the head. You kidnap my daughter and wreck a car and, and put a gun on her and, <laughs> and threaten and threaten her life. I'm going to just punch you 15 times in the face and then we're going to let you get arrested. So then the movie Franco's obviously getting arrested. Uh, Jason Statham puts on his very clean hat. Now he's bled. He's rolled around on gas stations. He's fought men in the woods. And this hat, I mean, what is, get me one. (laughs) So uh, what is this brandless hat? I mean, this thing's going to be all the rage. He looks at his daughter and, of course, I mean, let's go home. Get the fuck out of here. Boo. Boo, half a star. Arm around, f- fades out. 
Do we ever think we got an update on the on the black friend? A post credit sequence. Jason Statham is uh hanging out with his his, his friend, saying, "Man, I'm glad you're all right. You really helped me out. Um, you're very important to me. Um, I can't I can't believe you would do that for my family, man. You are like my family, and I really appreciate you." Let me know if you ever need anything. Um, I've never, I've never had somebody sacrifice himself like that for me. And dude, I mean, I can't believe you got shot. I, I can't, I can't, I don't know how I'll ever repay you. Um, please, please, anything, anything you want, I will, I will help you. Um, especially through this. Let me get your hospital bills. Let me do anything I can to help you out. Um, you're, you're, you're really a good friend. You're really important to me. Or B. Uh, roll credits. What's next on Netflix? Do you want to watch a show about glass blowers? Okay, so A, uh, a nice heartfelt speech telling a man how much he appreciates his sacrifice of his own body and almost his life for helping him. Uh, and we get it wrapped up that way. Or B, next on Netflix, a preview for a show about glass blowers. All right, ready? One, two, three. It was B. Uh, we never know what happens. That man could be dead. His last words could have been fucking rednecks. It was a bad movie. It was a movie that I would not recommend unless you want to see the worst movie you've ever seen. And Lee Kimbrell, shame on you. <laughs> the whole episode was just a shame, Lee. <laughs> Lee Kimbrell, shame on you. Rumble Lips is brought to you by no one. I have no sponsors. Rumble Lips is, is Rumble Lips. What is the PBS thing? And viewers like you, <laughs> yeah. Rumble Lips is one hundred percent funded by the Lipsters. I need to. I need to shout out my cousin Mike uh, for his cha- very charitable donation to the Rumble. I need to always shout out the Mongoose. For his donation to the Rumble. Um, and I need to shout out uh, Brandon Day for his donation to the Rumble. And I also need to shout out the baby for her donations to the Rumble and all the patrons. There's like six of you, and I want there to be 50 of you. 50 I'm fine with. And if t- if 1% of my listeners, seriously, no, two, it would be 2%. If 2% of my listeners signed up for the Patreon, shit would be a whole lot better. Just two percent, five dollars, five dollars a month, five dollars a month, and there's a jazz album on there. There's extra episodes of Rumble. I just dropped one uh, two days ago on the Patreon. There's a bonus episode, but there's a bunch of bonuses. There's also a very special, and so, some of y'all will know. There's a very special Rumble Lips. Back in the first year of me doing Rumble Lips, there's a very special episode going up on Patreon soon. It's me and it's me and another guy. Real ones will know what I'm talking about. I'd like to thank Total Nick Forever for his donation to Rumble Lips. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Rumble Lips uh, to sign up. It's five bucks a month. Who gives a fuck? There's a $10 and a $15 tier. I think there's a $20 tier. It doesn't matter. $5, $10, whatever you want. But there's a jazz album. There is a 12-minute. There's an edit. Uh, like a long 
long version of those uh, Instagram videos I do, those How Was Your Sets. There's a long version with whole bits on there. It's about 12 minutes. Um, it's from 2019. Um, it's uh, Nashville, New York, Chicago, and here in Cincinnati and Cleveland. There's a so there's a, there's a bunch of like you know clips of me doing stand up up there, and um, yeah. The other news that I'm sure you were all waiting for with bated breath is uh, we got a studio. We got a podcast studio, Doug. And we're and guess what? I'm bringing back Anna Mazza. We're doing the fucking we're we're gonna do the videos again. Anna's getting a, Anna's got a better camera, um, I think, or she needs a camera. She wants a camera. We need a camera. Uh, Total Nick Forever got, got thankfully last year got us a wide angle lens that we will be instituting to show you the whole studio. But yeah, we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a nice little multi camera podcast studio. The new Nasty Boys. Um, if you don't listen to that podcast, if you're not a baseball fan, it is still funny. Um, but they do talk about baseball. It's a Cincinnati Red centric podcast, but mo- ma- mostly it's MLB. But it is uh it is on Armchair Media, and um, it's my friends Billy Devore and Lee Kimbrell. They have a podcast together. Lee's gonna start his own podcast coming out of there, and Rumble Lips is gonna be housed there. And it's all at uh, I believe I believe it's called Banana Land Studios. Um, it's somewhere near Go Bananas. Uh, it's not in Go Bananas, but it's somewhere near Go Bananas. It's called Banana Land Studios. I believe that's what we landed on. And uh, you're going to see video podcasts uh, and weekly rumbles coming from Banana Land. So uh, yeah, we got a fucking studio, and we got a we we're getting a we're getting a podcast table. So if anybody wants to donate any little knickknacks or trinkets or anything that reminds you a rumble or anything you think is cool that you want featured, uh, sitting on the podcast table, give it to me. Give me your uh, give me your things. If you're like, dude, I got this. Uh, I got this. Statue of a fisherman, or I got a, I got a, I got, they, they can't be insane, but you know, if you got little knickknacks that you want to see featured in the Rumble Lips clips on the Rumble Lips YouTube, we're setting up the studio now, and it should be done, it should be done in a week, less than, I mean, I got the key, uh, it'll be cleaned up, and then we'll be, we'll be ready to rock and roll very soon, so uh, let me know, let me know if you, you want to donate something for the Rumble, I would love to have it. Get in the Patreon if you're listening, um, there because there will be video uh, episodes exclusive to Patreon uh, with me and Anna. I can't wait. I love Anna so much. Tell Anna you miss her on the podcast. That'll make her feel good. D- DM her at Anna the Mazza on Instagram and be like, hey, we, mi- we miss you on Rumble Lips. So does Rand. All right, guys, uh, you're the best. Get in the Patreon. I'll talk to you uh, soon. 47 minutes. What am I, Joe Rogan?